They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 10 of Soul Food titled Be With Allah. And in this episode, we're going to cover what it means to be with Allah and how we should be with His creation. We're going to talk about an unwavering commitment to doing good. And then finally, dealing with opposition. So in this section of the book, Habib Ali bin Hassan al-Attas, he gives us some really high level advice related to the spiritual path that also has very practical implementations. So the author says, be with Allah as if there was no creation. Now that's beautiful and that's easier said than done for most of us, but it really gets us at the deepest level. He goes straight to the point of how we really live this deen. Be with Allah as if there was no creation. And be with creation as if you have no nafs, as if you have no lower self, no ego. Be with Allah as if there was no creation, and be with creation as if you have no nafs. And then he continues, detach from the world, the dunya, and Allah will love you. And be detached from what people possess, and the people will love you. So what this means is to be with Allah as if there is no creation is don't be distracted. Do not allow anything to get in between you and your generous Lord. The Prophet ﷺ was the most balanced of all people. That everything that he did, every single thing was related to his servitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he put everything in its proper place. So he generally, when he was at home, he would be in the service of his family. He would spend time with them, help them around the house. But when the time for prayer came, it was described that it was as if he knew no one until he fulfilled his Lord's command, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So when it was to give his family their right, it was he would always fulfill their needs. But when the time for prayer came, and it was that time that specifically the obligation of prayer entered and was put upon his shoulders, it was as if he knew nobody until he fulfilled that command, sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. And what that also teaches us is that when you are with your beloved, and when you are with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there is no one else. When you're with your loved one, your greatest beloved, there is no room for anyone or anything else. And the Prophet ﷺ, he taught us in a hadith that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I am as my servant thinks me to be. Allah is saying this. I am as my servant thinks me to be which means that you always have to have a good opinion of Allah. 
that Allah is choosing always what is best for you, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is gentle and merciful and kind and the best caretaker for you. The hadith goes on, and I am with him when he remembers me. That when you remember Allah, when you engage in dhikr, you are in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's presence. And Allah says that he is with you. So think about that. Allah is with you. So when you're with Allah, then you have to have everything else in creation, which really in comparison amounts to nothing. As the Prophet ﷺ said, that the truest words ever spoken by a poet are the words of Labid, Truly, everything other than Allah is absolute vanity. It is vain. It amounts to nothing. And then the other advice is, and be with creation as if you have no nafs. And this is difficult because many of us are fighting against these nufus that really get in the way so much. But he says, be with creation as if you have no nafs. And if you're able to implement that, you will avoid a lot of problems. And you'll also be able to focus on what really matters. It doesn't mean that you expose yourself to being harmed, that you have no nafs, so you let other people mistreat you or anything like that. But rather, you don't let your nafs guide your dealings and your relationships with others. That you really bring it back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what's pleasing to Allah. And you focus on what really matters. And then when you detach yourself from worldliness, so the advice goes on and he says, detach yourself from the world and Allah will love you. Which is mentioned in a hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. When you detach yourself from worldliness, Allah will love you because you're able to focus on the hereafter. You prioritize eternal life. You focus on your meeting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You prepare to meet your Lord and you take the provision of taqwa. You take this currency of the consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of acts of worship, of acts of goodness, and you prepare you plant the seeds so that you find the fruit in the akhirah. And if you do that, then you will become beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the last piece of advice he gives in this section is, detach yourself from what people possess and people will love you. How does that happen? Is if you're not focused on or attached to what others have, you're not going to be envious. Oh, look at what this person got. They got this kind of clothing or this car or this job or their profile picture. They went to this place or whatever it may be. And the nafs tries to make you envious. If you're detached from what people possess, what they have or what they've done doesn't add or take away from you one iota. Because what you have and you have from Allah and you appreciate and you're grateful for, that's all that you need. And looking at what other people have doesn't increase you even if you wanted more. So you detach yourself from what people possess and then people will trust you and they'll know that you don't have any ulterior motives against them and then they will love you. They will say, you know what, I can trust this person. I know that they want good for me. I know that they don't have anything against me. 
So you detach from the world and you focus on Allah and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will love you. And you detach yourself from what people have and people will love you. I mean, these pieces of advice that he's giving us are so critical and they're so practical. They actually bring us a lot of ease in this life. One of the funny things about uh, religion is that people think it's so difficult. And yes, there is a struggle against the nafs. There's no doubt about that. But the reality is, is that it teaches us how to avoid so many difficult things and things that burden so many human beings in the world of just letting go and focusing on what really matters. That brings us to the next point of having an unwavering commitment to good. So the way that we deal with other people is one of the greatest indications of our spiritual growth. So the author says after this beautiful advice about being with Allah as if there's no creation and being with creation as if you don't have a nafs, he then says, do not be sad, worried, or concerned when people turn away from you or when they oppose you in your praiseworthy objectives by which you seek Allah's countenance. So your value and your validation isn't in the hands of other people. We love to have good relationships with people, but he's saying don't be sad or worried when they turn away from you. If you're doing something good, it's natural that you're going to be tested. And people actually, people who love you and who are good, they might actually oppose some of the good things that you're doing. But you have to know that your value and your validation does not come from other people. And those who have rights over you, you fulfill their rights. But it's not that you're burdened by their approval or disapproval, right? So if people turn away from you, don't be burdened by that, especially if you are doing something that is praiseworthy with Allah, that you are seeking nearness to Him. So those who either praise you or criticize you, it shouldn't change your state and your commitment with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One of the great companions of the Prophet sallallahu Sayyidina Mus'ab ibn Umayr radiallahu anhu, when he became Muslim, when he converted, his mother was really upset that he changed the religion of his fathers and followed the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So she wanted to try to convince him to leave. So she said, I'm never going to eat again unless you leave Islam. And he loved his mother dearly. He was very close with his mother. But he wanted to show her that what he is committed to is that he is committed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ultimate truth. And it's not something that can be affected and changed by emotions, but that it's something that is ultimate truth that a person cannot waver in being committed to. So he said to her, he said, my mother, if you stop eating and you brought death upon yourself a hundred times, I still would not leave the truth. And it's kind of a majestic statement. It's kind of a very strong and firm statement. It doesn't mean that he didn't love his mother or that he was being mean to her, but rather he was letting her know that this approach, it's not going to work with me because it's not something that you can 
kind of emotionally blackmail me into leaving, it's much greater than that. And actually, don't bother yourself and don't hurt yourself because nothing in this world is going to make me change from this path where I am seeking my Lord and Creator. So that brings us to the final point, is how do we deal with opposition? If we're with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and we're with creation as if we have no nafs, and we're trying to remain committed to good, but the author tells us that we're going to face some opposition, then what do we do? So he says, people in most cases will turn away from or oppose you. This is because the devil, the shaitan, deters them from that which benefits them because he hates harmony, cooperation, and unity among the believers. So then the question that we have to ask ourselves is, how did the Prophet ﷺ deal with this? How did he deal with the opposition that he faced? And what does that teach us? Is one, he was very patient ﷺ, and he always treated people with the best character. And he remained committed to what was the best for them. And they came to him in Mecca and they tried to do everything in their power to stop him. And once again, he exhibited وسلم, this unwavering commitment and resolve. He said, if you put the sun in my right hand and the moon in my left hand, in other words, you give me everything in the world and more, I will not stop. So then the people of Mecca opposed him for a long time. And some of the people who even fought against him, who even fought against the Prophet ﷺ, they eventually became Muslim and followed his way. And at the conquest of Mecca, the Prophet ﷺ said to his people, who at this point, for over 20 years, were opposing him. And finally, when Allah gave him outwardly the upper hand, and that their fate was in his hands, he said, what do you think I will do to you? And the people of Mecca always knew that the Prophet ﷺ, he was the trustworthy, al-sadiq, al-ameen, and the truthful, and that he always exhibited the highest character. So they said, you are a noble brother, the son of a noble brother. And he said, I say to you what Joseph, what Yusuf ﷺ said to his brothers, there is no blame on you today, you are all free. And the Prophet ﷺ, by dealing with people in this way, he always gave them an opportunity to change. And many people came around with this approach of beautiful character and always remaining committed to what benefits them, even when they opposed him. And one of the things that also teaches us is that the shaitan focuses on making people hate each other. But when you are with Allah, when you establish that spiritual principle at the beginning that Habib Ali bin Hassan al-Attas tells us, when you are with Allah, everything else fades away, especially the nafs. And a heart like that isn't affected by the shaitan. And a heart like that then becomes a source of goodness and benefit for everyone around them. And the sunnah of Allah, the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala manifests this religion is that those hearts transform the hearts around them, even of those who were enemies, and then they become guided to the truth. 
So that brings us to the call to action. It all starts with being with Allah as if there was no creation. So the way that we can start that is putting all distractions aside and sit for five minutes and remember Allah, engage in dhikr, even just for five minutes. But you have to remove all distractions. And if you can do it, you know, in a place that's calm and quiet and you're able to focus and just remember Allah for even five minutes. And the best dhikr is la ilaha illallah. So you can just repeat over and over again, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah. And be with Allah as if there's no creation. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us the highest degrees of nearness to Him and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us the openings that He gives His most righteous servants fi khayrin wa lutfin wa afiyah wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm where you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or by email. If you're on iTunes, please also leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show.